Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. In the chapter we're about to read, the Lord describes His mastery over a creature called Leviathan. Now, Leviathan is not a name that we use for any known animals now. And so this chapter has uh, raised questions about the nature of this creature, probably since the time it was first written. But the Leviathan, in some versions, is um, uh, shown to be a crocodile. The Amplified Classic version of the Bible puts a crocodile next to the word Leviathan in parentheses. But the Leviathan has mystical characteristics that are not available in the crocodile. For example, it, um, it has a breath of fire, flames come out of its mouth, uh, sparks shoot out, etc. And so um, uh, some have said, no, this is a, a fire-breathing dragon, that this was a, a creature that existed, and a lot of the um, legends are based on this creature, etc., My personal opinion is that there's a lot of poetic license taken to describe this creature in chapter 41. But the main point is that the Lord has mastery over all of the most powerful created creatures on the planet, and Job does not. So let's read now Job chapter 41. Can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Will it keep begging you for mercy? Will it speak to you with gentle words? Will it make an agreement with you for you to take it as your slave for life? Can you make a pet of it like a bird or put it on a leash for the young women in your house? Will traders barter for it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and you will never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. No one is fierce enough to rouse it. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength, and its graceful form. Who can strip off its outer coat? Who can penetrate its double coat of armor? Who dares to open the doors of its mouth, ringed with fearsome teeth? Its back has rows of shields, tightly sealed together each so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Flames shoot from its mouth. Sparks of fire stream out. Smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals afire. Flames dart from its mouth. Strength resides in its neck. Dismay goes before it. The folds of its flesh are tightly joined. They are firm and immovable. 
its chest is hard as a rock, hard as a lower millstone. When it rises up, the mighty are terrified. They retreat before its thrashing. The sword that reaches it has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron it treats like straw and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. Sling stones are like chaff to it. A club seems to it but a piece of straw. It laughs at the rattling of the lance. Its undersides are jagged potsherds, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. It makes the depths to churn like a boiling cauldron and stirs up the deep like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it. One would think the deep had white hair. Nothing on earth is its equal, a creature without fear. It looks down on all that are haughty. It is king over all that are proud. So the Lord's description of this Leviathan, whatever Leviathan may be, may have um, invoked some mental pictures um, as you're listening. You know, some have said this was a dinosaur that um, apparently was alive at the time of this writing. Uh, perhaps, I mean, the description does sound like some dinosaurs. But again, I already told you my opinion that there's some poetic license taken here uh, by the, the writer of Job to describe this creature. I don't believe it's a mythical creature. I don't believe it's a fire-breathing dragon. I believe that it's a natural creature. And if you've ever seen a saltwater crocodile, they are indeed awesome creatures. So perhaps it is a crocodile, and specifically a saltwater crocodile that could grow to unbelievable dimensions. Even now, they can be 20 feet long. And um, 5,000 years ago, approximately, when this is recorded, who knows how big they got. But whatever the case, the Lord asked the question, Job, can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook? And obviously, no living man could pull in such a creature with a fish hook. And he says, Job, will you speak to it with gentle words? Will you make an agreement with it for you to take it as your slave for life? Can you make a pet of it? So this is not a creature that can be domesticated in any way, shape, or, or form. He says, can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? And so the, the skin of this animal is so um, uh, thick that it's impervious to harpoons and fishing spears. He says, Job, if you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and you'll never do it again. So if you encounter this, this creature, there's no way you can master it. Um, you'll never try but one time. And the Lord asked the question, who beside him could handle this creature? Verse 10, who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs me. So because the Lord has mastery of this and everything in the created order. No one is able to stand against him. No one has a claim that he must pay because everything under heaven belongs to the Lord. He continues with the description of Leviathan. He says it has graceful form. It has a double coat of armor. It has fearsome teeth. Its back has rows of shields tightly sealed together. Now, that's a, not exactly descriptive of a crocodile. That's where some people get a, 
a sense of a dinosaur type creature with these um, shields, uh, scales like shields, if you will, that are sealed together so close that no air can get between them. And then the mystical part comes in verse 18. It's snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like rays of the dawn. Flames stream from its mouth. Sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke pours from its nostrils as if from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals ablaze and flames dart from its mouth. Now, friends, obviously, if this is literal, this creature no longer exists. But I... I, think it's poetic, but it could be referring to a spiritual entity as well. Just to throw that into the mix in terms of what we're considering, whatever the case, it is an awesome creature. Continuing, um, the writer quotes the Lord as saying, weapons have no effect on this creature. He had already mentioned that um, harpoons and fish hooks or fish spears have no effect on it. And then verse 26 The sword that reaches it has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron it treats like straw, and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. Sling stones are like chaff to it. A club seems to it but a piece of straw. It laughs at the rattling of the lance. And so normal human weapons have no effect. This is described as the most powerful creature on earth. And um, uh, whatever it was, this is the description we're getting. Verse 30, its undersides are jagged potsherds, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. And the leaving the trail in the mud sounds indeed like a, a crocodile dragging itself along. It makes the depths churn like a boiling cauldron, and it stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it. Once again, that sounds mystical, but it could be poetic. One would think the deep had white hair. And then nothing on earth is its equal, a creature without fear. And so um, the main point, the Lord has mastery over this creature, and Job does not. Lord, um, I'll acknowledge first and foremost in my prayer that I don't know whether this creature is natural or mystical, uh, living or extinct, or even spiritual. But Lord, whatever is being portrayed here, along with everything else we relate to, it's part of the created order. And Lord, you have mastery over all creation, and we do not. We don't have any ability to stand against the most powerful of your creatures. How much less can we stand against you? And we have no claim on you, Lord. Everything under heaven, including us, belongs to you. So we honor you. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge your sovereignty and your right to do with us as you will. And we thank you for your love and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today 
and always. <laughs>